So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. And uh, today's episode, an interview, uh, an interview with uh, someone who's becoming a bit of a regular guest here, um, Dominic Scafidi. Uh, we've already done two podcasts together uh, in the last few months, and we promised listeners there'd be a part three uh, because we alluded to something that we really wanted to give listeners a chance to have a listen to, which is a, which is what's at the nub of what we're up to in our in our work. So, um, Dominic, thank you so back much. Uh, thank you for coming back and being willing to do part three with me. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have you here. Great to be back. Thanks, Pierce. So if you want to know about Dominic, um, they can listen to the other podcasts or look on the show notes. Um, Perfect. I think he's a familiar face here now, or voice at least. So we want to kind of get into it. And what we want to talk about uh, today is, in another podcast, you would have heard us say how transformative and powerful and useful uh, the work that we do can be for people. And we've hinted that it's based on an understanding of, of the mind, of everything, actually, of, of the universe, not just the mind, uh, and, and what it is that is, is truly to be a human being. And we're going to attempt in the next sort of 15, 20 minutes <laughs> to give people a sense of what that is um, without making it sound too what are you guys on about? So accessible enough for you to hopefully hear something, get curious, get intrigued, um, resonate, and then maybe even reach out and have a, another kind of conversation with us. So that's what we're going to try to do. So apologies in advance if we get a little abstract sometimes. We'll try and bring it back down um, to make it practical for us all. So Dominic, you up for this? Yes, it's a challenge. We'll do it's it. A challenge. <laughs> Let's give it a go. So, um, Dominic, can you start and uh, just give us a description that you gave me about twenty minutes ago before we press record on what you would say this work is based on? Yeah. So you know, the clients that come to us, it's all about they're trying to do something, create something, perform differently, do all of that, right? And so the as a starting premise, the, it, the, they are creating, I say, the premise here is you create your own reality. You are creating everything in your life. And the way that that is created, it is created in the mind and it is constructed of thought. And so from that starting place, it's very exciting the kind of work we can do because when you look at that, that's all malleable. You can do anything with it because you can think anything. And so your creation power and ability, if you, if you can see from that point as a leader, is incredible, right? If you don't get that, 
then what you're dealing with is a material physical world. And that is very hard to work with because that stuff, the most you can do at that point is move it around, uh, move it from over there to here. That is the, 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 that's the best you can do. But true creation is not available unless you understand where true creation comes from. And that's kind of what the potential. So let me play devil's advocate here because uh, you started that piece with a sentence that said, you create your reality. Now, <laughs> I think we need to get super clear for listeners on what we mean by you. Yeah, right? yeah. So can you define when you say you, because you don't mean the you that we've normally been educated to think. So what do you mean when you say you? Yeah. So this, this is very important because all, all we're going to have to work with here is whatever you see you are, right? And here's the thing. If, if you see that who you are is this physical body that ends at the edge of your skin and, it, and all that you are is the thoughts contained within this physicalness, the psychology of it all. I got to tell you, we don't have much to work with. Mm. We're not going to get a lot done. <laughs> and your ability to create is, is very limited. If you are able to see, and, and we, part of our work together is keep pointing to more of that. And, but, but people already see that they're more than this. So when you can see that you are more than what shows up here, and we all have hints of it. We, 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 we can um, experience that we are more, we've experienced ourselves very differently. Like we've experienced ourselves at our best where we've said like, who was that? Like, uh, mm. what happened there? Who was that? Well, mm. that, <laughs> the reason you're so surprised is because more of you just showed up and it surprised you. Well, Start to get curious about that because who you are is far more than you think. And that's the big thing. It's what you think and who you think you are is not, is only a limitation. <laughs> mm. and your willingness to expand or be open to new thinking, new perception of what you are, you will, you will expand into more of what you are more you're you're way more far more than you think yeah i think that's such a nice way of putting it now i'm going to bring another aspect in because people might be listening going well that's a nice belief that, that yeah. you know there's potential out there that you don't know and yeah that that, that makes sense and we, yeah we should always tell our kids that kind of thing right now the bit i want to bring in is that we're not saying that's a nice belief to have, right? <laughs> We're not saying, oh, if you believe this about you, it's better than not believing this. We're mm. actually saying there's, there's, there's some foundational, fundamental truth, I suppose you could call it, which even like now, pioneering scientists are seeing, mm -hmm. right? They, they, they are seeing that what is in the physical world of matter is not what the world is. Mm -hmm. right? So the way I sometimes 
find it helpful for people to see what you're pointing to that that the you is so much more than just what's in our skin and bodies and in our minds in the moment is helping people spot the extent to which we we notice something about reality and the way i kind of describe it to try and make it helpful is the extent to which someone sees in any moment or the system sees it's not even you sometimes that reality is real but not true mm. so the you that you're in right from what you said is always going to look like the one there is in that moment so it's always going to look real to you so if you're having a rubbishy day and it and you're full of ah that you're not pretending that turns up through all the sights sounds and sensations and feelings of what it is so so you're not pretending right so it's real but it's not true and what we mean by true is there's no objective truth in time space and matter to that thing right mm-hmm. it's a perceptual reality that feels real but it's not true because for it to be true there would have to be a thing that is an out there right and then you'd have to yes. be a thing here R- yes right and That's- sometimes we see this and sometimes we don't and we've been conditioned not to see it far more than we really need to have been conditioned to not see it yeah th- this is the hardest thing for someone to get right because they, i mean i feel physical like if i tap myself mm. i can feel it right so how can you say this isn't here i can feel it what right the, so you can so you can touch and feel and you really know that there are things right but but even when it comes to who you are and you say well don't tell me i'm not my physical body i am because i right well mm. but here's the truth of that like you said science and all of that right mm. has has said a lot. So first of all, we really got down to what that is and you got sort of got to the atoms and molecules and those types of things. The the whole issue of the fact that it turns into that it's really nothing but space. It's really nothing, right? The more you look, the deeper you look, there's nothing there, right? There's nothing there (laughs) when it comes to trying to find something solid. But even the other thing of saying, so this is you, this body is you. Well, so what, what about, so what about that five-year-old? Where's that? Because you used to be five, right? So is this the same five? Well, I can tell you there is not one cell in your body right now Mm. that was there when you were five. So how can this body be who you are? Right. When you were five years old, there is not one cell left in you that was there when you yeah. were five. So right. what is it that's you? And the thing that's you is nothing. It is some, like, no, really is non-physical. Because right? anything, because everything comes and goes, right? So, so it, you know, the, the tree outside, I look at it and not look at it. I forget it. I remember it. So that comes and goes. But we're fine with those things coming and going. My thoughts come and go. Yeah, I can see my thoughts come and go. Um, my body even comes and goes. You're probably sitting in your chair right now. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling my, my legs on the chair, but I wasn't a minute ago. So that comes and goes, right? We can spot that. 
But you might go, but the me, the peers, the Dominic, that, that's always been there. Well, no, I, I didn't have a me thought for at least 30 seconds just then, right? Mm-hmm. So where, was, was I there when I wasn't thinking about me, when I wasn't being self-conscious? Well, I don't know. Probably, because I've been told I've been there. But do I actually know? No, you don't. So the only thing that is continuous and eternal is the capacity for awareness itself, right? Yeah. Not the content of it. So it's, it's exactly what you said, is the only thing that's always there is an absence, right? It's the thing that can do the awareness, not what's in the awareness, right? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's continuous and eternal. And that's the only thing we, that we truly are. If there was a something that the you is, is that source awareness. Everything else in it comes and goes and everything else is there for a limitation of what it is. Now, I don't know we've just lost people. Do you think we've just lost people for I five minutes? <laughs> probably, yes. <laughs> Let's yes. back it up. Back it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> how can we make this a little more practical again? Uh, what have I, you got? I, I think it's easier when you're not referring to you. Yeah. That's precious, right? But when you refer to, uh, you know, other, you know, when it comes to creation, most of us are thinking about what we're going to create. So it's a little bit uh, easier to accept that, what's being created out there, right? Once you start talking about me, I get defensive, right? Mm. It's like, wait a minute, don't tell me I'm not here. <laughs> but, but when you get out there, it's a little bit easier. And so, you know, we said you create your own reality and a more accurate, you used this term earlier, right? Is a more accurate way to say it is you create your own perception of reality. It's mm. what is created is a perception of reality. Now, most people will hear that as, as um, oh, okay, so there is a reality and then it's just my perception. Yeah, my, almost like my interpretation of a fixed uh, out there. Yeah. That's what they would hear. And, and, and w- what we're saying is, uh, no, both those statements, you create your own reality and you create your own perception of reality are in fact the same statement. That, that the only reality you know, the only one that you would ever know about, have any experience of, is that which you perceive. Mm-hmm. That is the only one. So to eat, you have no evidence for any reality out there. Right? And mm-hmm. so, and I often joke, uh, I've joked with clients where they talk about their bad boss. Mm. Oh, I have a terrible boss and he's a micromanager and all that. And, and, and so they talk about that or they'll talk about the company because the company doesn't appreciate me. And the, you know, that my, that team is right. As if it was out there. Hmm. as if there was a boss out there, right, who is a particular way. And I say, well, there may or may not be a, 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 an actual boss out there. I'm not, you know, I'm not arguing about that. <laughs> but here's the thing we can agree, that the only one that you're dealing with is the one in your mind. And the only one causing you any problems is the one in your mind, which has been constructed in thought. <laughs> so that's the only boss you know. Right? So whether there is one out there or not, we don't even have to discuss because yeah. the reality that you work in 
is the one that is in your mind constructed of thought. And that's the one where if anything changes, that's how we change. Yes. And I, I think that's so, that's a good way of putting it because whatever is in deeper reality beyond time and space and matter or whether that is, we, it doesn't matter because what we're dealing with is the human perceptual interface. And that is you have a boss that looks a certain way. Or you don't. I mean, you may not even notice a guy when you walk in the room. That, again, that's yours, right? So that's the only one we need to kind of look at, right? We don't need to know, well, what, what, what's really, what is the boss really? Because there may be nothing really that he is, mm-hmm. or that doesn't exist. But there isn't a, well, what's the boss really like? Am I just seeing the boss in a bad way? Is he really a nice guy? Well, that doesn't matter because we're dealing with your one. Yes. So, and I think, you know, what we point our clients to again and again and again is that there's no exceptions to this. We're not saying, well, there's some things that are fixed and true and some things we have an opinion of in our mind. Everything, everything is that real but not true, is that moment of creation. Right. There's, there's, right. it, we're not like going, oh, on certain topics, we'll go, yeah, that's that. Yes. And we won't. And, and, it, and it arises in the moment of perception. It, 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 it comes into being as it's perceived. And, when you, and, and so when you don't uh, like something, this is the power in it. If, if it was actually there and you were perceiving it, I think you're a bit stuck because if it's actually mm. there and the guy really is bad and he is a micromanager, then you're kind of stuck. Like you're basically a victim to the company you're in, the mm. boss you've got, the team you're working on. And so that's what it is. But you, what you don't realize is the powerful creator that you are. And so in that, um, you, you are able to um uh create differently so if there is if there is something giving you you know that you want to be different we can reimagine it it can be yeah yeah right so 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 then let's say the next question a listener might be having they're still just slightly with us okay great they're like okay well if it is all a creation of the mind and it's malleable how do i see whatever it is differently right? Or, yeah. or, or create differently? Because that would be the next question, wouldn't it? Be like, okay, well, that's nice to know. It's not a fixed yeah. outside thing. Yeah. How do I see this wider potential or um, have a different view or have it more malleable? How? So, so tricky, right? Very tricky because this now goes to who's the you that is going to reimagine, right? right. And right. Einstein hinted at this, at least the quote is purported to go to Einstein is the, um, we cannot solve our problems at the same level of thinking that created them. So in that quote, whether it's Einstein or not in the quote, there's something there that's saying the problem is created in my thinking and I cannot solve the problem at the same level of thinking that created it. So the minute I say that there's this, you know, boss or a company or an economy that is bad, right, then, then that, that guy who has perceived that is not 
who I mean when I say you create your own reality. But that's, I'm going to pause you there just to reiterate that point because it's so fundamental, right? Because as soon as you ask the question, how do I have a different view of my micromanaging boss? If by I, you think you are the limitation, the contraction of the one perceiving the micromanaging boss, you're already looking in the wrong place. Right. There's no hope. There's no hope. Great. Yeah. There is no hope because the only thing you can do, if that's all you're talking about, is that I Mm. No. what you're going to need are strategies and you're going to need techniques. You're going to have to maybe do some assessments on strengths and like, you're just going to have to figure this out and work it out. And how do you deal with difficult people? There are strategies and there's ways of talk, right? So you cannot, you're not creating at that point. You're Mm. just stuck. You're, you moving, are you're moving things around on the yeah. once they've already been cooked. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. You just, you're you're stuck with it. Yeah. yeah. If you and and this, by the way, is where a lot of coaching goes. Right. It, yeah. it it just now keeps it all stuck and tries to improve you and make you better at this. And you know, people have really researched this. They've come up with ways of of persuading people and influencing them better. And if you learn some of those persuasion techniques, you will be able to work better with your boss and all that. And so you're really stuck with this crappy boss, continuing to create them in your mind and. Now you're now you've caused your own problem. You've caused your own problem and you're studying how to work within this problem that nobody's caused but you. Right. So to recreate, though, that's where it kind of goes to the beginning of this conversation. We are talking about all that you are when we say that it can be reimagined. In fact, I'm going to say it already has been. It already has been. You, you're, because, because of your experience with this unwanted situation, what you didn't notice was that in your perception and creation of what I do not want, that the, the only way that something that I do not want can be there is if what is wanted instead is also known. There is, it's hard to say, uh, hard to describe this, but there cannot, you cannot uh, imagine scarcity without, without on the other side having abundance without, right? So the fact that you've been dealing with this unwanted situation from a greater intelligence, mm. which means a greater you has not been down there in the weeds with the little you stuck with the problem boss. Mm. The greater you has already um, seen the way to create and to be and to work with this, you, you know, in yeah, that. It's that. Yeah. And now the question is, are you willing, are you open to allow that intelligence to come into your mind so that you can perceive differently? Or are you going to be insistent about the reality that's been already created? Right, right, get you. Now, I'm going to say that in, in, in the sort of language I often use is because if someone sees that the current reality they're in is real and true, there's no space for the, the bigger you, the universe yeah. you, to come in with that fresh wisdom. Right. So that insistence that you talk about is the way I would say that is if we just keep justifying why it is, how it is, 
in the real but not it's real and true real and true real and true this is real and true through insistence of our conceptual mind our conditioning there's there's the aperture doesn't open there's no space for that wider bigger unlimited wisdom with all the intelligence of how to reimagine come through the mm. moment we the system sees that that oh that's real but not true it it dissolves and then the reimagining happens yeah yes right yes. now yes. The, the challenge is i think is that we've been taught and conditioned that we should be able to control that process mm right? So, yeah. well, t- tell me how to reimagine. T- tell me how to dissolve the little you and have the big you. G- g- give me the, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. what we've been conditioned, which is, and I was in that for quite, quite a few years, I'll admit, right? So we have to undo that piece of understanding, I think. Well, and what's silly about it is that, but this is perfectly natural, and it's working in all kinds of areas of your life, and you have lots of evidence for it, right? But it was it, it. What was beautiful is the way you said it when you said, "So now, okay, I get all that. I buy it. So now, tell me how do I, you know, get rid of the little you and listen to the bigger one and all that." Notice who said that? Yeah, the same guy with the problem. He's come yeah. up with a fancier strategy. He stopped asking the question. Give me better influence strategies, and now he's into the spirituality stuff. And he's asking, "So, okay, I buy all that. So, tell me now, how do I get out of this into that?" But it's the same guy, the same little guy trying to figure this out, and that's never going to work. And it's you know you're still looking for a strategy and all that. What we're talking about is you. It is you, and it's an intelligent you, and that you is always available. And you know what? Here's the way I'll say, and I mean this tongue-in-cheek and with some humor. If you would, because you keep creating with your thinking, and I'm going to say that as transmitting. Mm. My boss is a jerk. This company doesn't appreciate, like whatever that is. And the thing is, if you would shut up for a minute and stop talking, it goes quiet. And in the quiet, you hear that full intelligence that you are, which, by the way, has been speaking 24-7 to you about all that you desire what you actually really want, right? It's been speaking the whole time. The only reason you don't notice is you haven't stopped talking. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I'm talking internally, we mean here, right? Yeah, internally, internally. So you can't hear it for the noise of your thinking. But as it quiets, you hear something which is fresh thinking, Mm. new thinking. Most people call it insight. Yeah. And why I said this is perfectly normal is because everybody's been in the shower when they were so worried about this project that was behind, you know, under budget or over budget and behind deadline and going to be late. They were in the shower and all of a sudden go, oh, my God, I've got a great idea. Mm. And which solved the whole thing. Well, where'd that come from? Where'd that come yeah. from? And, and the example I always love pointing to is little kids, you know, they get very caught up temporarily. And then because they don't have that insistence, that yes. Yes. it yes. pops and disappears. And that fresh perspective comes in to such an extent they can hardly even remember when they were caught up with it, right? So, yes. so it comes through so fast with them, right? Because they have a quieter mind 
or they have less insistence right. in the mind. They have less, less conceptual mind, right? You know, this that is so good. They have had less time to practice that limitation. <laughs> they have had less time. It's like, don't tell me how it is. I've been practicing this belief for 40 years. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that, what do you mean I have all the potential and possibility? That's, you know, BS. That's the stuff they talk about on, you know, positive mm-hmm. thinking and whatever. Is like, I'm insistent on what I know and who I am and what I'm good at and what I'm not, right? And it is that and I've been practicing this for years. And that's the thing. Whereas with kids, who they are and the openness of that mm. is it's so much easier, more malleable, right? And it can be for us too, because we are never stuck with this. We do, we're the only ones holding it in place. There isn't anything holding it in place other than us holding it in place and insisting and repeating and practicing the belief over and over. So we we can also, and sometimes things happen like, you know, you get a, you, you're almost in a car accident, near-death experience. It shakes you out of it. You get an illness, something happens. And all of a sudden you re-question, you yeah. start to question everything in your life. All of a sudden, what you have been saying, the grudge you were holding with your brother, the grudge you were holding with Mm. the old whatever, all of that seems to not be that important anymore. Mm. Yeah, and and people get that perspective, those realization, those insights, um, and they they look like sometimes they come from traumatic events or whatever. And and all that's happening there, I I see, is there's, there's a disruption or a rupture to the habitual insistence and a little bit of space for that bigger yes. you to come through and bosh, it comes through, right? Yes. And we're so innocently, invisibly stuck in the smaller you, the smaller I. And then the other thing we do, which is so unhelpful, but again, innocent, is we then use that little you, little I, to get our little I, little you fixed, and mm. when we try and fix ourselves with the tools and the strategies, of course, that's still from the same, the same aperture, right. right? Right. And then we get frustrated; it's not working, so we try a few more, <laughs> which perpetuates it. And that's what I think, f- from my perspective, the work we do is sort of undoing in a, in a, in a nice way. Um, that it that's just so unfortunately and innocently the wrong way to look at it. But we can't tell until we see it. So this yeah. is innocent. We're not blaming anyone here and it's okay to, to do all that. It's not, it's not a problem. Um, it's just another way. Yeah. The, I, you, I like the way you said the undoing is, is really good because we're not adding anything in. We're not adding anything. We're not piling some new thing on top of that. It, it really is once you drop that stuff, what happens is, and, and so our job is, because I can't tell you what's in there. Like, I can't tell you that potential and possibility for you. It's, you it's, it's, it's enormous and huge and infinite, right, in terms of for you and what, what's available. But, but all, what the part I can help with is, it, as you drop the stuff, you'll hear it. Mm. As you drop that, 
you get access to it. And then, oh my, you know, then you're off and running. It's subtractive. Like, it's a company. very subtractive approach. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting what you just said there because I'm so glad I don't have to know what it is that my client needs <laughs> to do or be or, or have in that wisdom because I just that would be hard work. I'd have to make stuff up, right? All I do is just show them a, a way of subtraction with the unlocking a key and it runs. <laughs> And it comes, and you know, nine times out of ten, what they come up with is way greater than you would ever think, right? Because they're, they're that's for them. So, right. so, so, just trying to bring this now around to um, <laughs> a synopsis or a conclusion or whatever. So, so the question we started with: what's what's the secret sauce, the nub, the magic, the the to to what we base the coaching work or whatever work we're doing on? What's the um, piece of human or even spiritual understanding that we're basing it on? And I think, you know, if we, if we had to sum it up in a in a sentence, it's I think it's um, sort of having a healthy uh, disbelief of what the current reality is looking like, and seeing that that's only ever going to be some form of limitation, right? Not in a bad way, but, but knowing that there is always more available to what we are in, in the, every essence of what we are, right? right? So not saying peers needs to be more, but the very even thing that peers is, right? So, and, and if we start to see that and see that the, the temporary fleeting contraction and therefore, there's an expansiveness. I, th- I think it's having a re- healthy regard for there's something more than the narrowness that we tend to think the human is. Now, can you just do a better job of t- saying that in a sense? <laughs> so, we, so, so that yeah, this it, it, it's so hard to do this, isn't it? Right. But so we're swimming, and we're not. But it just is pure potential and possibility, a formless, energetic potential and possibility of all, right? Just swimming in it. And who are we? But some focuser of that potential and possibility, which which manifests it into a form that can be perceived. But the trouble is when you said conditioning is the moment it I I I I take what's pure potential into a creation. In a way I'm now stuck with it because <laughs> now it's got all my attention because when it's pure potential and possibility, there's nothing to give attention to. It's formless, it's energy, it's vibrate, it's like that. The moment it comes into form like a real uh, company I'm working with on a real project I'm working with, that now gets all my attention and as it gets all my attention, I have now limited my creative power enormously, enormously limited because I'm now, I'm now paying all attention to what's already there, mm-hmm. which is now in the way of creating anything new. And that becomes the stuckness. So how do I lessen my attention? on what is already here, in particular, when what is already here, I do not want. 
on any area of my life that I do not want that. This, I, you know, I want more money. I don't want this little bit of money. I want to, right? Our sales suck. I want more sales. I don't want that, right? So whatever that is that is unwanted, how do I lessen my attention so that I can bring more of that potential and possibility? So, so there you go, listeners, right? <laughs> now, what I'm going to say is you might be going, how does that ever translate into practical coaching in a business? Because it sounds quite profound and abstract. But the only actual way that we could, we could demonstrate that to you is if you come and have a conversation with us and we'll show you because we're not pretending what we say just now. We literally do coach from this regardless to what your situation is. There's nothing you, you could bring to the table as a client. I go, I'm going to change my tack now, right? It may be more indirect or direct depending on the moment of what, occurs it right. We're not going to just lower it straight on you, but we're always going to be pointing to this because it is the most powerful leverage point. Um, and it, it goes from the profound to the practical super, super easily, actually. Easier than it probably sounds from listening to us too. Um, <laughs> and th- th- that, that, that's, that's the, the, just the amazingness of it, that you can have these profound conversations with people or abstract sounding and then pop something hugely practical emerges for them that is solves a load of stuff they, you know. So, so what we're saying really is, um, have a listen to this one a couple of times maybe. And if you're then like, okay, I'm still with it, um, contact us and we can always try and have a practical conversation with you about how it might turn up. Um, but we wanted to honor this podcast by uh, not hiding the thing we've been alluding to in the last two. Um, you, you <laughs> wish great. we had it done. I don't know, but um, we'd love feedback. I, I'd love to know what people thought of this conversation, Dominic. I, I guess you would too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and, and when they reach out, we will be practical. Yeah, but, we, but we, we're giving them a hint behind the curtain on how we see it. But when we're talking with people, we are practical. We're not, you know, we're we're practical, but we want you to know that we don't see the limitation you see if you come with some limitation because we know it's not there. That's the part. So we'll talk practical, but but we're you're not going to get us to believe yeah. <laughs> the limitation. That, that, that's that a nice way of putting it. That's I, I yeah. respect my client's reality, but I don't buy into it. Right? Yeah. I respect that's yeah. how they see it, but I'm not going to buy into it because then I'm in the hole with them. So then there's got two of us. Well, that's not yes. So um, thank you so much for, uh, you know, putting it out there in me in this slightly weird one. So well, maybe it's not weird, but we'd love the feedback. Thank you so much again, uh, Dominic, for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, so thank you. Thanks. Great, Pierce. See ya. And everyone else, stay curious and please give us some feedback. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please reach out and leave us a review and a comment. If you want more info, check out makingchangework.co.uk or Piers Thurston on LinkedIn.